Hey everybody, how's it going? This is, you know, this is Nick. So this is the first episode that we have recorded video. Um, so you can go onto YouTube and you can watch us um, uh, in person if that's something that you're into. Go ahead and do that. Uh, you can just type in the Only Horror Movie Podcast. There's at one point in the show, I do realize that I stopped recording uh, on the, like the second half. So <laughs> on the second half of the video, you won't see me my video anymore. But anyways, that's it. Enjoy the episode. It's high tension. The only horror movie podcast with Nick and Joe. <laughs> okay, Joe, we're back. We are. We did it. We're here. And we're on uh, film for the first time ever. On video. Going to try not to be too self-conscious about it. Yeah, I know. I don't like it either. But uh, hopefully the listeners uh, who will become the viewers will like it. Yeah, I hope you guys like it because it it required a a whole other like 30 minutes of setting up. Yep. So I um, forgot the tripod. Joe forgot the tripod. So try and watch it on uh, YouTube and uh, go to Instagram. Let's say right up top, Joe, because we want to get better about this, right? Yeah. Rate us five stars, guys. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all social media. Just go on there and fo- uh, follow us. You can email us at the only horror movie pod at gmail.com. Uh, we also really could use some good reviews if you're listening on, on an Apple podcast. Yeah, give us so a good those review. Those would help us a whole lot if you could just take a few minutes. We'd really appreciate it. Many people who, who are not podcasters don't understand the benefit of a review my fiance said that that would be one of the best ways to get us more listeners and she's usually right about that stuff she's very smart she's a smart girl and she's also she's more business savvy than than you or i oh yeah by a long shot that's what she does yeah she's a smart lady we're a couple of dumb idiots arguably smart in some ways but pretty dumb no you're smart Eh, you know i think we're both intelligent emotionally and we have uh street smarts yeah you know i did all right in school too yeah I did. But but then again, I went to college in Florida. So, you know, I never, I couldn't even get into college in Florida. I had to uh, go to Valencia Community College. Well, I transferred from a, uh, what used to be a community college. They made it into a four year, four years at a two year college and then another seven at the University of Central Florida, a total of 11 years to get a uh, bachelor's degree. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, right. you did it. That's all that matters. Yeah, sure. Who cares you know. how long it took you? I don't have an I don't have an associate's degree. I got none of it. It hasn't made me any smarter or better or more successful if it, you know. No, nah, we're still uh we're still we're still here. You know, we're on my futon recording a podcast about horror movies. Yeah, but you know, there's uh, a lot of places I would not rather be, you know. I'm pretty happy to be here doing this. And by the way, guys, we are we're making a lot of money. Yeah, we're making a ton of money. So how are you, man? How how is everything, by the way? Uh, I'm good, man. You know, I had uh, some acupuncture today. My face is still hurting a little bit from the needles being shoved into it. Oh, so they put needles in your face? Kind of in the side of it, like uh, between my uh, jaw and ear. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. You know, it's, it's just part of the process. It's how you uh, heal tinnitus. You have to put needles in your face to heal a thing in your ear. Yes. Okay. You know, hey, if you have tinnitus and you're in the L.A. area... Uh, Dr. John Barrett. Go get John Barrett's uh, acupuncture, guys. Get needles in your face. Yeah, and other places, too. Yeah, there's plenty of places out there. I feel okay. 
Yeah, last time I talked to you, you were a little stressed out. Are you still are you still feeling that? I don't know. I'm trying to just enjoy life as it comes because things are good on the on the external side of things. Everything's well. You know, there's a lot more to it than just things going well externally. Absolutely, you absolutely. Know, it does help though. It does help when things are uh, yeah. not uh, on fire. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool if things weren't on fire. Everybody, I feel, but I feel like people say that a lot when they're like, "Well, I mean, how, what, what, how could you be happy in a time like this when everything's fucked up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I, honestly, if things were great and if, if there was world peace, I would be depressed." <laughs> <laughs> because just for other reasons, you yeah, just find I don't something know. else to be depressed about. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. You know, I uh, that's I mean, I maybe mean, it's a selfish way, of, but I think depression is selfish. I think, but it's something that you can't really control. But I think it ultimately is like a selfish thing, but. Really, I think it's more of a byproduct of us not being adapted to the current world we live in since, you know, for the first 120,000 years of our existence, basically none of the things around us existed. Yeah. You know, we didn't have to deal with the internet and no one had to make podcasts. You know, you just had to find enough food to not die. If social media didn't exist, I would be happier. I would be happier. You think? Yeah. I think so. Just a little bit, right? But I don't know. I don't want to talk about how bummed I am. Yeah. Well, you know, I ho- well, hopefully, uh, you know, this uh, this next hour at least will be a little more enjoyable. No, it'll be great. I got you some know? great notes for this fucking. So we're doing high tension today, folks. Yeah. High tension 2003. And then released in the UK as Switchblade Romance. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a Switchblade in there and there's some romance. Um, I thought, I mean, I, here's this was the first movie that we've watched where I was yelling at my tv oh yeah i was like i kind of felt like we needed to turn up the heat a little bit i'd been you know going kind of easy on you yeah in terms of the picks for a little while yeah and you were like yeah they're not that scary and you know i was like all right let's go for one that it doesn't hold much back he, he, something i did for this one because i was like oh i don't want to like uh take so many notes so i just tr- I recorded myself you know and then i transcribed it through like an app so throughout the whole movie i was talking through the whole entire movie <laughs> <laughs> and so i would be like oh no 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 and it would just be a lot of oh, that ha, ha, yeah that's what that's that's the kind of reaction i was hoping for if you were like yeah. uh it was no i feel like you know it's called high tension for a reason yeah and i kept saying that during the record i think i said it so many times while i was recording i was like this is some high tension man i saw that one in the theater i think like uh <sighs> think like uh i might have seen it with my my buddy who lives in new york my friend whose name is also joe hey joe della who runs roach like records if you're into uh like extreme hardcore punk uh definitely check out the roach like catalog on Bandcamp. roach like catalog joe new york city baby i would give this a seven or i would give a high seven for this one in terms of scary a high seven on the edging on an eight because mm-hmm. i was i mean the gore was crazy yeah it's you know i figured you know we have everything we've done so far has been from either the 70s or 80s right yeah so i was like we need to go with something modern that you know is like this is what the kind of movies that we started out watching kind of produced later on yeah by the way, I think you mentioned there was a switchblade. I don't remember there being one. No, not a switchblade. It was a straight razor. Straight razor. My bad, guys. Sorry. But straight razor romance just doesn't. No, straight razor it romance. doesn't flow. Right, right, right. You know, but switchblade romance would be an okay title if there was a switchblade in the movie. But but a switchblade wouldn't even be, it's not as scary. No. No, a straight razor is way scarier. It Yeah, it's, it's one of the worst as far as, you know, weapons that I can think of in terms of movies. Yeah, we've talked about it before. It was yeah. in uh, Tenebrae. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. Scary, scary more. stuff. What's that? 
Oh, it'll be a more. Whew. Yeah. I mean, dude, I was like screaming at my TV. I mean, I, I was, phew. I, it's funny seeing like, I, cause with the transcribing app, just seeing me like in the transcription be like, no, 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 no. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. So yeah. Um, how do you want to do this? You want to just, let's see. I got, a, I got anything people notes. should know before we dive into the lovely plot here. It was directed by Alexandre or Alexander, depending on your pronunciation. I sure. Don't know. It's French Asia. Uh, and it was written by him and Gregory Lavoisier. Sure. Uh, stars Cecile de France, My Wen, and Philip Nahon. Yeah, a lot of French names here, folks. Yeah. Although Cecile de France, I think is from Belgium or something. That's right. Is she is. Uh, is it a, it's a she, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Yep. And the uh, the special effects were done by Gianetto de Rossi, uh, who did Lucio Fulci's Zombie from Beyond and House by the Cemetery, which we'll be hopefully watching in later episodes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of my notes could probably you can put them at the end, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll go through the plot, folks. If you haven't heard, this podcast is about... Uh, so Joe tells me to watch a movie. I don't know anything about horror movies. Uh, Joe... Uh, knows a lot more. And uh, so he tells me to watch a movie every week. I watch it. I get scared and we talk about it here uh, before. I'll, I'll just give one note before we start. Cool. Alexander Aja. Uh, he's the fr- son of a French Algerian filmmaker, and he's a member of a group known as the Splat Pack. Okay, what's the Splat Pack all about? So the Splat Pack is a term coined by uh, Alan Jones of Total Film Magazine, uh, which is a group of directors notable for their low budgets and extreme ultra violence. Uh, ah, Splat. Includes Darren Lynn Boosman, Neil Marshall, Greg McLean, Eli Roth, James Wan, Lee Wannell, and Rob Zombie. That's pretty sick. Yeah, the Splat Pack in the early 2000s, they were going hard. Yeah, this movie went hard. <laughs> it went real hard. So let's get into it, man. Let's yeah. do this. I hope I didn't write too many notes, but... I'm sure you didn't. All right, cool. Uh, we open on some feet dangling, right? We hear what we uh, what sounds like a female voice chanting in a dull whisper. I won't let anyone come between us anymore. But yeah, uh, we she just keeps to. repeating that, right? She just keeps repeating it over and over. We soon make out that the feet are attached to this hospital patient and the camera pans up their back. and We see gashes and all these like staples across their back and their neck. And then we see a camera in front of her. And then she says, are they recording? And then we flash to a woman running around in the woods, right? And she's like banded. She's all limping. She's all fucked up. And then she like runs out into the middle of this road, right? And there's this car that swerves and then it crashes. And there's a man in the car. He like looks around. And then this, that woman runs up next to the window and she's like, help me. That's where we flash back, right? We flash to that same woman laying in the back of a car and she's, uh, she's waking up from a dream. Did it seem like that wasn't the dream she was having though? Was it? She woke up and then she was like, I I was just having this crazy dream where I was being chased. Oh, okay. So she's laying in the back of the car. Uh, she's got no injuries, right? So she wakes up to her, her friend, Alex is driving and she asks Alex for a cigarette and she like, says she just like woke up from this crazy dream. She was like, I was being chased, but like I, I could feel this person getting closer, but it was me. Like I was being chased by me. Her friend's like, don't you ever have a, like a normal dream? And then they like talk about a party that they went to the other night and then they call each other like sluts and stuff. Yeah, and what it's we, a whole lot of. It's a whole lot of name calling. Yeah. She like just really like hard meat, like bitch and slut and all this stuff for no real reason. Yeah. But they're doing in like a joking way but it's also like this seems like a it's still a little bit toxic it's just mean words yeah you know what, what we do establish from this right is that alex is into guys right yes and we don't really know anything about marie's sexuality right so and alex is the blonde no marie's the blonde he's the blonde okay yeah. and alex, alex is the friend yeah yeah because i 
was calling Alex Kelly for some reason over and oh, over. Yeah. I kept going Kelly and then I was like, oh no, it's Alex. And I would go back to Kelly. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I mean, maybe just seemed like a Kelly. You know? She seemed a little bit like a Kelly. Yeah, I could see that. It could be definitely Kelly vibes there. Yeah. Well, you know, let's call um, her Kelly. Oh, by the way, did you watch the dubbed or subtitled version? I'm curious. I watched the dubbed. Oh, really? Okay. I watched the subtitles. Oh, I wish I watched the subtitles. It'll be interesting, though, to see if we uh, picked up anything different. There's a couple of things here. There's one thing I really want to point out. Yeah. So then we cut to an old truck, and it's like this old, raggedy, beat-up truck, and there's a man inside, and he seems to be, he's like grunting, and uh, he seems to be like violating a bunch of hair in his crotch. And we quickly conclude that what he seems to be doing, Joe, not to be too graphic here, folks, but uh, he seems to be having sex with a head. Yeah, you know, sort of uh, that old severed head fellatio. Right. We've all done it. That old trick. That was right right up top, right there. I was like, this is intense. Really grunting and like really. Like, really going to town on yeah, a head. Just the fucking hand going. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. And then he drops the head out of the window. And that's when we see, that's when we see that that, that was for sure a woman's head. And then we cut back to Marie and Alex and now Marie's driving. Right. And she looks over at Alex and just kind of admires Alex. Right. We're like, oh, she kind of seems to have a crush on Alex, you know. And then Alex says, keep looking at the road. And then Marie says, this is what she says in the translation. She says, you still have that smart design. What is that, uh, Joe? Uh, oh, man. Did they say that in your movie? I don't think so. There's no way you they still did. still have that smart design. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> oh, what a translation. There weren't many of those throughout the movie, but that one I was like, oh, come on, man. You still have that smart design. Yeah. They went through all the dubbing. So they had English people come in and dub it and no one questioned it. They were like, oh, yeah, you still they were have that just smart like, design. Oh, yeah, you still have that smart. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're driving through this cornfield. Alex says she sees something in the cornfield. She gets out of the car and she's like, oh, my God, what was that? And then Marie's like, what are you doing? Stop, get back in the car. Alex runs into the cornfield and then Marie gets out of the car. and She's like, ah, what are you doing? She runs into the cornfield and then she can't find Alex. And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And this is some high tension stuff, right? This is the first high tension. Yeah. Starts happening. We're feeling tense. And then we hear the car start up and then. Uh, Marie's like, huh? And she turns around and she realizes that Alex is playing a little prank on her. Just a little, uh, you know, the old hide in the cornfield joke. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the old, um, <laughs> having sex with a head joke. Yeah. I think the same type of person would write both of those. Also, here's an interesting note. French film dubbed, but sometimes they speak French in their subtitles. Really? <laughs> yeah. So there's like some things that she says, like when she was looking for Alex in the cornfield, she was like, it was like subtitles, like you bitch or whatever, you know, but in mm-hmm. French, it was just weird. Just some things they chose to put in French. How do you, uh, how do you say you bitch in French? I don't I took, know. I took French for four years in school, but I don't I think they taught you that part in school. Enough. I only got to French three. That would have been definitely a French four. So now they get to the parents house and then the parents are nice right they have a little chit chat now everybody's going to bed it's bedtime whatever we don't it's not really much but yeah we get in late you know it's night. yeah and we we, kids asleep they meet the parents the parents are nice and you know the only thing i'm noticing at this point is like marie's like really curious you know she's like looking around and everything like wow this is like really interesting you know well she's supposed to be like uh you know from the city and they're like way out in the countryside that's right on this like kind of remote farmhouse like way buried deep in a cornfield right they're like college students in paris or something right they're college students and they're out there to kind of get some studying yeah they're there to study Trying to do a little getaway. They specifically say not for partying. Not for parties, just for books. Yeah, which, you know, French countryside isn't where I would think of going to party. It's a bit of a trek. 
Yeah. I mean, you could just rent a hotel room or something or just. Yeah. You know, I don't know why you have to go to the countryside to study, but whatever. What if you just got like really upset about that part? (laughs) It fucking ruined the whole movie. I I was like, are you fucking, I can't believe any of this. I cannot suspend my disbelief. The rest of this stuff I can totally see happening, (laughs) but this whole study in the country thing, a little far-fetched. All right. So Marie uh, is shown to her room and it's like this nice, cute little kitschy room. She's looking around. They're very curious. This Marie, you know, she, she opens the medicine cabinets in the, in the bathroom and then she closes the medicine cabinet door and, and boom, Alex. And she's standing right behind her. It's kind of like a little jump scare. Little mirror scare. Little mirror scare. Not really important, but it was just like a little, little jump. Keep us on our toes. Yeah. Now we cut to them having tea. It's it's Marie and Alex in the kitchen a little bit later having tea. They're talking about boys. Alex is like, you know, when are you going to find someone, Marie? And Marie's like, well, I'm not a slut like you. She brings up the slut thing again. Yeah, man. I was thinking, I was watching this with my fiance. I was like, I don't know if this movie would pass the Bechdel test. No, no. Yeah, they like, do talk about they're dudes. They only talk about dudes the whole and, time. Yeah. And it, then sluts, like slut shaming each other. Right. Um, so then Marie's like, I'm going to go outside for a smoke, right? And there's like a, 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 like a little child swing outside. Yeah. And here's something weird about the swing, Joe. Like a tree swing. There's like a tree swing. Yeah. But 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 there's a there's a light on it. And we never know we never know where the light comes from. Oh, well, you know, maybe uh maybe the kid likes to just do a little night swinging. Yeah, but where's the light? I just we never saw where the light was coming from and I was just like it was very distracting for me. Huh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's a uh, I think editing is just giving you a keener eye. Yeah, it's not good. So <laughs> So Marie sits on the swing. And uh, she lights up a cigarette, you know, she's smoking the cigarette or whatever. As the French do. As the French do. And then she sees in the window upstairs, her friend Alex is showering. And of course, like classic horror movie fashion, we see some boobs. Yep. And we cut back to Marie and she's just kind of gazing at her friend and we're like, oh, she definitely has a thing for her friend, Alex. And we cut back to uh, uh, Alex, Sharon, and then we cut back to Marie and she's gone. And so and it's, I guess she just empty swing. Right. She just went inside. Marie goes to bed. She seems restless, can't sleep. So then she puts on her Walkman. Right. And she starts listening to reggae. And then she starts to masturbate. Yeah. And the lyrics notably are uh, the chorus of the song is uh, the guy's just saying just another girl over and over again. Oh, interesting. So then she's going at it, right? And then we cut back to that same truck. And the, the truck is driving through a cornfield. And then yeah. we have like this. This is like, not a pickup truck either. This is a big menacing, like old timey Citroen. Yeah. It would remind you of the truck from Jeepers Creepers. If you've seen that. Yeah. It's like a it's like kind of like Mad Maxi. Like it's, yeah, like, it's a like a 50s box truck, style right? box, like armor truck almost. Then there's this intercutting of the truck driver cutting back to Marie masturbating back to the truck. Uh, then we see a parent sleep in the room back to masturbating back to the truck. I wanted then, to make sure you got the point that she was going. They really at. showed her master. And then there was one point where they cut to the kids sleeping and I was like, please don't cut now to her masturbating after <laughs> the kid shot. And they didn't. Uh, they with, did. with the pants on though, just hand down the pants. Yeah, the hands were down like, the pants. She wasn't, it wasn't too graphic. Yeah. <laughs> so then the truck pulls right up to the door and there's a, and Hendrix is barking. And then Marie comes. Woohoo! Now she he hear, she hears the dog barking, right? Because she, now she's she's come. Yeah, you know? right. Now she's <laughs> now she back can to hear reality. it. Right. Then the doorbell rings. The dad awakes. He goes puts his robe on. He's like, "Oh, what? Uh, what the hell?" And then he goes down, opens the door, and the truck driver knifes him in the face. Yeah, slashes him with a straight razor. Straight razor right to his face. And this is when shit gets intense man yeah through like the wire like outside door too like yeah yeah through the, the right through the, in between it so then just fucking stuff is this is when commotion really goes goes down here this is when the fun starts yeah 
yeah, I said <laughs> commotion goes down. <laughs> commotion. Uh, so <laughs> it was a bit of a commotion. Yeah, yeah. In murder commotion. Then the truck driver fucking the dog's barking. He kills the dog right away. Which you know, as a rule that you know, people don't like that. No, people don't like they killing do dogs. Not like it when you kill the dog. But then you know, they they do that because they know you won't like it. No, they know you won't like it. So the dad is now still alive. He starts crawling up the stairs, and then the killer takes his head and and pushes it. What do you call those? The bars the of the stairs. The, the like banister. The, the bars stair- like this. Yeah, banister. He going kicks up the his head through it, and then he goes around, gets this big ass dresser, like this big ass like, yeah, like a big bookcase or book, something. Bookcase, and then just pushes it really fast so that it like crushes and chops his head off. Yeah, decapitated with a bookshelf. Fucking brutal. And uh, did you watch the unrated cut by any chance? No, I don't know. Oh, well, yes. The, the only difference is like, you know, the unrated cut leaves it like more of the blood spewing out of the headless uh, body. Yeah. No, I don't think I saw that part. Um, so then the mother comes out. Right. And she's in the, and then the, and Tom, little Tommy, the little boy wakes up and he's like, mom, what's going on? And she's like, go back to bed. And so she goes downstairs and then she sees, she finds her husband's body, just bloodbath, just blood everywhere. Her husband decapitated. She's in shock. She's like, oh my God. And then the, 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 the truck driver just walks right up to her. She doesn't move. And he just cuts her. We cut away. Yeah. We don't see what happens to her. But nothing good from nothing I think good. the amount of screaming that you hear. A lot of screaming, a lot of stuff happening. And so then Marie is upstairs and she's like, oh my God, she finds like a phone, but it's not plugged in. So she has to search for an outlet. She sees that there's an outlet right behind the, uh, a big dresser, like another book, bookcase. And she's like, I got to move this like big wardrobe and get it out of the way so I can plug this phone in, but she can't do it. And so the truck driver's looking around, he cleans the blade. That's kind of a thing he keeps doing. Is he he keeps wipes it on his pants. Wiping the blade on his pants. It's very creepy. And he's looking around. He's, he's like doing the detective work, he's right? He's wearing like a kind of like a mechanic suit or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's like, it looks like a super thick like work suit. Yeah, it's creepy. Like, creepy shit. I, was, I noticed his hands super grimy and like. Yeah, it's all black. And, and like, black like, yeah, I don't know if it's blood or grease or what. Soot. So then um, she hears the truck driver coming up to the room, right? So she's like, fuck, I got to I gotta like figure this out. So she starts like cleaning the room. She just starts making it look like. Um, it's like no one has been there. She yeah. starts making the bed. She starts like cleaning up the sink. She tries to make it look like it hasn't been touched in weeks, you know, which, you know, smart, smart, very smart. And so then he comes into the room and he's like looking around, ultimately doesn't find anything, but he does go up to the shower curtain, yep. which you're like, God, if you're in the shower curtain, I hate you. But then he opens it. She's not there. Good job. Where'd she go? Yeah. He, I notice he does. Uh, he touches the, the tip of the faucet though. He feels under it and feels that it is wet. Yes. So he knows. Some, something's Something, up. Yeah. So then he goes, he, he picks up the mattress on one end of the bed, looks, doesn't see anybody. And then he walks out and then we pan under the bed and we see that she was on the other, uh, uh, the head of the bed. Yeah, so he just missed up her. real good. He leaves and she can breathe again. Right. And then we cut to Alex. She's asleep. She has earplugs in. So she missed all of the commotion. She did the, the commotion. She didn't hear any of it. Yeah. So Which, a lot of commotion to sleep through. Honestly, there was a, a ton of commotion. So then the killer's blade comes into frame and goes to her throat. And then we cut away and we hear her screams, right? We hear her screams now. Oh my God. So Marie's like, oh my God, what the fuck do I do? And she tries her, her hardest to get that phone jack, right? And then she finally gets the dresser moved and she realized that it's, it's not a phone jack. It's just a regular jack or for like for cable or something. Yeah. Or it was like broken or something so then she runs out she, she gets out of the room and she runs into like what appears to be the parents room she's looking around for another phone she 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 can't find it she hears more footsteps so she hides in the closet and then suddenly it's the mother and the mother's crawling in she's all bloody and she's all cut up she tries to get on the phone and call the police but then the killer comes in and cuts her throat yeah 
it's as Marie is looking out through the closet and almost making through the slats and through the slats in the door. It's almost like they're making eye contact and the killer cuts her throat and just tears it open. It's a brutal blood spewing all over the place. Yeah. And this all the all the gore and it looks super realistic too. like. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking gross. Yeah. So then uh, the killer exits after like he like chops her hand off. It's really nasty. Yeah. And then Marie exits the closet and she like kneels down to the mother and she's like crying. And the mother like wakes up for one more second and tries to speak, but she can't. And it's like really horrifying. Yeah. She got like half like croaks like why? why me? <laughs> when she wakes up, that got me like that was a pretty like, oh my God. serious jump scare. Yeah. Because, like, you know, she looks very dead. Yes. She looks extremely dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Marie is, uh, she tries to dial on the phone to get the police and she gets, it's not working. Right. And then she hears a door slam. Marie sees through like this little window in the house. She's like, the boy is running around and the, and she's, yeah. she sees that the truck driver notices, she hears this boy, Tom, which is, I think a hilarious name for like a six year old kid. I think they were calling him Tommy a little bit, but he's also Tom. In the version I watched, they were just calling him Tom. <laughs> I said it like real, like Tom. Tom. So then Marie goes into Alex's room. Right. And, and Alex is still alive. She's just chained up. Mm-hmm. which was a surprise to me. She's got a gag in her mouth. She can't talk. She's like, she's really tied up really, really tight. We hear Tommy scream. She's, he, he's screaming mommy from outside. Marie looks out the window. Tommy runs in the cornfield. And then the, she, she sees that the killer goes and gets the a shotgun from his truck, mm-hmm. follows the boy out in the cornfield. And we hear two gunshots. Yep. So that kid is definitely dead. And you're not supposed to kill the kid. And they, you know, in the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, dog and kid both getting wasted a boy and his best friend so alex sobs she's sobbing with the gag in her mouth you know and marie's like if he wanted to kill you he would have done it by now uh so she goes down she starts looking for a phone looks for a phone and she realizes that the goddamn fucking phone lines have been cut so there's nothing she can do she hears that alex is wailing in the background because the killer has gone up to grab alex now so he takes her to the truck puts her in the truck and then marie's like she's she's got to figure out a way to get uh into that truck right so she grabs a, a big kitchen knife Yep. And then she sneaks around into the truck to get to Alex. Meanwhile, uh, the truck driver goes in, sees pictures of the family, cracks open a picture, cuts out Alex's face. Yeah. And takes it with him. Mm-hmm. Just cuts it right out with that razor blade real, real crudely. Yeah, real crudely. Like there's a little jagged face that's all that's left. Right. And then he comes out and he's like, he knows something's up. He, he, he's, he knows. And, and, and Alex is waiting in the truck and she hears that he's coming. So she gets ready to stab him. She puts up the knife from just ready to walk in front of that sliding door. And then instead he just closes the sliding door, which was, that was yeah. a good, that was a good moment. A little good misdirect. I thought something was going to go down. Oh yeah. Like she was going to. You can never stab the killer that early on. You no, know, no, no, no. A slasher. Oh, no, no. So then we see like a little sequence of the aftermath of the of the murders. Everyone's just m- m- mutilated. It's horrifying. Blood, decapitated bodies everywhere. Child, child with two shots in his back. Oh, do they show the kid? They do show the kid. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I didn't remember yeah, I was that. like, I, they showed the kid. I was like, they didn't need to show the kid. Uh, <laughs> that's but, why they did it. That's why they did it. And Maria is looking for a, a, a place where she can. She's trying to finagle the lock, like with the knife. She's got this other little tool that she's trying to work it with. Alex is just gagged and, and hopeless and, and crying. Um, and on the ceiling, there's like claw marks, you know, they're like bloody claw marks. And Marie says, don't worry, those girls were, were alone, but it's, it's two of us. We can do this. The truck driver puts Alex's face on his rear view mirror. He's got a bunch of women up on that mirror. And so you're like, oh, he's got all these different victims, you know? Yeah, this is not his first. And then he pops a, bit, a bottle of whiskey, he's taking a bottle of whiskey, he takes a swig, you know? Um, and then Marie finally gets the, the, the door open, 
right? So she gets it unlocked and they're pulling up right as they're pulling up to a gas station. So she's like, you got to stay here, Alex. I'm going to run into that gas station, you know? So he starts uh, pumping gas. She runs into the gas station, tells the guy, like, call the police and the, cl- the clerk. Mm-hmm. And the clerk is like, what the hell's going on? And then she runs and she hides in the back just as the truck driver's coming in. Yeah. Right. And the truck driver's like, Hey, Jimmy, he like knows his name. And then he talks to her about like, uh, Hey, you ever take any ladies here? You know, whatever. And he's like, Jimmy's like, no, my boss would fire me. What what are you talking about? Take it ladies to the gas station. (laughs) You know, they love it. Yeah. Either snacks. Yeah. There's nothing that gets the ladies like working at a, you know, a gas station in the middle of nowhere. They can't resist it. I would like it if I were a lady. So pretty nice gas station. It's It's actually a pretty nice store. Yeah, Yeah, it is. So then like he tries on some glasses and he's like, how do I look? You know, so he's fucking with this guy, Jimmy, because he knows that Jimmy kind of knows. Jimmy looks pretty nervous the whole time. He's trying to play it cool. Right. And Jimmy goes and he kind of like reaches for his gun. He's got a gun under the desk, but he doesn't go to use it. And the truck driver's like, hey, could you get me a bottle of scotch or whiskey or whatever? Jimmy goes over to get a bottle of scotch. And as he's reaching for this bottle of scotch, he turns around and he's axed right in the chest. Very much in the style of uh, The Shining. It's just, they, they, Ooh. You know. Yeah. Oh, when yes. He with kill, the kills uh, Scatman. Oh, Scatman Ruthers. Love that or guy. Carruthers, right? Carruthers. Sorry. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. Respect. Well, yeah, that, that shot, like, I guess they painstakingly tried to recreate that shot from The Shining. So then Marie goes down into the washroom and she just hides in a stall. And then there's this kind of like long scene, which we don't need to go into, but it's just of the truck driver looking for her in each stall. Pretty common in slashers, actually, is the, the hiding in the bathroom stall and then checking each one, like not knowing if he's going to find the person or not. Right. And so she finally comes out and she like, doesn't see the guy. She's like, yeah, I think he's gone. And she's like laughing to herself, which is like, that's not good. You never like when someone starts laughing, you're like, it's not yeah. over yet. Something's going bad. It's going to happen. So they really like to build this up, you know, because friend's still locked in the truck of this yeah. maniac. It's car. not that it's no, no joy is not right now. So then she goes and there's like this, another scene, right? So she, uh, she goes to wash herself up. We see the mirror, she, she pans down for start washing. You're like, well, it's going to pan up and there's going to be the fucking guys in the mirror. And they pan up. He's not there. A little misdirect, high tension. So Marie go, goes and she tries to uh, call the police. She calls the police from the gas station. And pretty much the, she, she, she tells them like this whole family was, was murdered. And the, the police are like, well, where, where, and, and what is, what's the license plate of this car? And what gas station are you at? And like, Marie's like, I don't know where I am or anything. And so like, well, we can't help you. And so she's like, well, what if I fucking set this place on fire or something? And she just hangs up and then she grabs the gun and she finds some keys and she runs out and she finds old Jimmy's car. Yeah. His, uh, what kind of car is that Joe? You know, I don't know exactly. It's some kind of old muscle car from the 70s, though. I think it might be like a Chevelle SS, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, though. It's uh, it's a cool car. It's yellow. It's got black stripes on it. Very, very cool car for a guy at a gas station. Not to say that you yeah. can't drive a cool car if you work at a gas station. Yeah, but. it kind of had the vibe of like, oh, this guy works at the gas station and every paycheck he gets goes into this car. <laughs> yeah. So then she drives away, right? She's like, now it's like, she's got the gun. She's got the fucking car and it's time for revenge. Like this is the moment yeah. where she's going to get her friend back. I think it's going to, you know, gonna, she's going to go all death proof on him. Yeah. So we're back with the uh, truck driver and he pours some whiskey all over Alex and then he takes a match and he dangles it over her head and she's like, oh my God, he's going to set me on fire. And we all think that that's what's going to happen, but he just puts it out and just is like, fuck it, fuck you. You know, he's like fucking with her. Mm-hmm. He's got a pretty uh, twisted sense of humor. I'm yeah, just going to say it. Yeah. Right. I, well, you know, go easy on him. Too dark. So Marie is like gaining on him, right? She's just trying to follow him, but keep her distance so she's not noticed. And then they make a turn into like the woods 
right? Yeah. Which, as Norm MacDonald would say, nothing good ever happens in the woods. That's true. He did say that. <laughs> uh, the great Norm. So. This is when that Muse song is playing. Yeah, too, right, right. That's right. The they start playing like, really Muse. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I did write down. I was like, and Muse is playing, which I don't know. I feel, I feel okay about it. You know, I wasn't upset about it. You know, by French standards. It's a pretty hard rocking song. Yeah, I think they're not by anyone else's. No, it's probably pretty cool to them. So then Marie kind of like, you know, she covertly follows them down this path and then she's following them along and then she loses sight of them. She's like, where do they go? I can't see them. And then suddenly the truck appears behind her. Pulled the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo and suddenly behind her starts ramming her car and then she gets out her gun. Right. And then she looks in like the rear view mirror, the side mirror and sees that the guy is holding a bullet out of the car his window yeah. and then he has all of the bullets and he just lets them fall on the on the ground so now she's got nothing so she could throw the gun she could throw the gun or she could um surrender you know <laughs> probably <laughs> they're, they're, the the truck driver is ramming her car and she eventually spins off flips the car and it just like lands and she's like cr- crushed, right? Yeah, lands upside down and on fire. On fire. It sets fire and then she crawls out. And this is... I've been in this situation pretty similar to that. That's it's right. Pleasant. Joe was in a bad car wreck. So with involving trucks and stuff. Yeah, and fire. So now she's kind of in that state that we saw her in the beginning of the movie, right? She's limping around. She's got these gashes all over her. She goes, she finds these greenhouses and uh, she goes into the greenhouses. She finds like this, she finds like this old shirt and she wraps up her, this big gash in her arm with this shirt, right? She finds a post and the post, like this big wooden post has like barbed wire all over it. Yeah. Like a fence post that just was lying around for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so she takes that barbed wire and she wraps it all around the post. She's got this big fucking weapon. And we got like this kind of cool pan out of her, like with this, this new and improved Marie. You yeah. Know? Then, you know, the truck driver comes, he's like searching for her because he, he knows he's, she's around there and he's got this flashlight. And so she's kind of creeping around through the gas house following the light. You know, the light is where he is. Yeah, greenhouse. Yeah, that's right. Greenhouse. Is it a greenhouse? Yeah. I think it's a gas house. Oh, I think <laughs> Well, whatever. So she's following the light through all like all this plastic. And she's like, so that's where he is. I know he's right there. And then finally she starts yeah, the flashlight. That's right. What did I say? Did I say no, gaslight? said it. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, might have said flashlight. I might just be derailing you for no reason. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. I'm just still trying to figure out what a gas house is. <laughs> I don't know. So then she, she starts sneaking up on the light. She's like, I'm going to creep up on this light. And she's got her weapon ready. And then she sees that the light is just tied from like a rope and it's hanging and it's swaying back and forth. So the, the, the killer set up a little trap for her. Right. And she walked right into it. And she it. walked right into it. And, and then a fucking idiot, like a fucking idiot. And the bag is just wrapped around her head, uh, this plastic bag. And then he just starts suffocating her. Right. He gets her on the ground. He's just suffocating her and he's loving it. He's having a great time. Right. As she's about to pass out. She is able to, in a classic fashion, right. Finds a big ass stone on the mm-hmm. ground, picks it up, bams him in the, in the, in the temple. And he falls over and he's like, ah, and then she grabs her post and just starts beating his face in really just bashing him repeatedly with this fucking going barbed wire post. Oh yeah. It's nasty. You, but you're like, Hey, yeah, that's right. You earned this coming. You earned it. And so, uh, then she's like, Oh my God, I finally did it. Right. And you're like, we don't know if he's dead. We don't know if this guy's dead. Right. But then he wakes up, ah, grabs her by the throat. Right. And then she's like, oh, she's trying not to die. You know, she's trying to survive. And then she gets that plastic. Right. She gets all that plastic, puts it over his face and then just holds it down. And finally, he just stops breathing. Arms drop. And then she's like, I did it. I did it. And she screams. It's like the one of those, you know, there's a big scream. And she finally did it. 
It's great. Yeah. And then we got a reveal here. So we cut back to the gas station and the police are coming up to the gas station and they're exploring. They're going in. They're investigating all this. The murder scene. You know, they see uh, old Jimmy with the axe in his chest and it's really well, he doesn't have it in his chest anymore, but he's blooded, blooded, bloody all over the place. And then they go and they find the security footage. Because that's one thing we did see earlier in the film. We did see a camera and we did see that there was some footage being taken. Yeah, there's a shot of the surveillance. They're watching the footage and they see Jimmy going to get the scotch. And then right up behind Jimmy with an axe comes Marie. What? Big reveal, Joe. Yeah. Did not see that one coming. Neither did I. So now we're told as the audience, holy shit. The whole time, this has been Marie. Marie did all this stuff. Yeah. Marie is the truck driver. So now we cut back to the scene where Marie is going and she's letting Kelly, Kelly, Alex, (laughs) (laughs) she's letting Alex out of the truck. And now we see from Alex's perspective that this is much more terrifying to her. Oh, yeah. Because this woman, her friend, has just murdered her whole family, including her 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 little brother and her dog. Marie's like, everything's going to be okay. I did it. I did it. Uh, she like starts getting the chains off. She's like, we really, we made it happen. I killed him. Every, we're going to be okay. We're going to be so happy together. And then uh, Alex grabs the knife. You know, she grabs that old, that kitchen knife that Marie had. And she, and she holds it up to her and she says, get away from me. She says, what are you doing? I love you. You know, Alex just takes off. She takes off running into the woods. Right, Joe? Yep. And then Marie, she turns back into the, we, we she's back to the truck driver guy. Yeah. You see, there's all of a sudden, this is the truck driver again. It's a truck driver again, but he's got, got this fucked up face. Now he's got his face beaten in and he's got this big, like, not like a, it's not like a table saw, but it's like a buzz saw. It's a, I think uh, I read that it was a concrete saw. So it's a big circular. It's a big saw. circular saw. That's also mobile. Yeah. So he's now just chasing after her through the woods and it's a horrifying scene because he's got this disgusting face this terrifying weapon and she's like injured and like bloodied and terrified and so she's running through the woods he's yelling at her calling her this bitch and slut just like they did earlier in the movie yeah and then he very uh texas chainsaw massacre-esque scene it's very very scary very tense and so then she runs out of the to the road and then we see that same car from the beginning of the movie and it has that same guy and then he swerves off the road. Whoa, 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 whoa. He makes that noise. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, and then she runs up to the window and she says, help me. And it's that same shot of where Marie was in the beginning of the movie. And we realize, okay, so this is, that was, it was supposed to be her, you know? And then, so she, Alex gets into the car. She gets into the back of this guy's car and she's like, please just get me out of here, please. And then he's like, okay. He tries to start up the uh, engine. And then in classic horror fashion, Joe the engine doesn't start. No, it no, no. A, like, you know, a radiator's cracked or something. No, it won't turn over. And so the, the truck driver slash Marie gets on the hood of the car. Right. And then with the saw buzzes through the windshield and just fucking destroys this man's body and face. Just fucking annihilating him with this giant gas powered saw. It's one of those. It's one of those scenes where you're like, "This is." It can't get much more gruesome than this right here. It's about yeah, and it's blood is spewing all, a showering Alex. Oh she's yeah, she's just completely covered in blood. Covered, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs. That's where blood splashes up onto the camera lens, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, quick uh, note about that. There was so much blood in that scene, and it wasn't meant to splash on the camera, but it did by accident. And they just left it in because they thought it looked crazy. Yeah, it did look crazy. That same camera got rented and used on another movie later 
And when they were trying to focus it, uh, blood just started oozing out of it. Like fake blood just started oozing out of the camera. Whoa. Because it was so soaked in blood during the filming of High Tension. That's badass. So then, right, so then Marie, or then Alex goes and she grabs like something from the floorboard, some kind of like blunt object, and she gets out of the car, she starts like crawling away. And then uh, the truck driver is slowly walking after her. She's like trying to just like, she's facing towards him, but she's crawling away on her butt, you know? And she's like, please just don't kill me. Leave butt me alone. scooting. Butt scooting. And uh, she's got what we what we find out is a crowbar. She's holding this crowbar and she's getting away. And then the truck driver gets really close to her. And he's saying, like, uh, do you love me? Right. How could you not in that situation? Yeah. I mean, he's proven himself at this point. He's done everything he could. You know, that's you know, you don't get much more devoted than kills your entire family for love. Also, here's the thing is, is Alex is, by the way, Alex has a big piece of glass in her foot that has yeah. severed her Achilles heel. Yeah. So she cannot walk. It's very brutal and disgusting. Just and just hard to look at. You know, you're just like, oh, fuck. it's really hard like, to see. And the truck driver really like, is like it makes you just imagine that like there can't be too many things more painful than that. Yeah. So then the truck driver's like, do you love me? You don't love me, do you? You don't love me. And Alex screams, yes, I do. I do. I do love you. And so then they start making out, right? It's not really, it's not really, it's not really Alex making out. Yes. It's not really Alex making out with, I think she turns into Marie at this point, but I can't remember. But she, they, they start making out, but it's, it's uh, Marie really forcing it on Alex and Alex is trying to not. She can't kiss this person. I was going to say, you said they start making out. I was like, I, I don't remember there being like a consensual <laughs> kiss. No, if they just had this such f- a weird full-on makeout session. Yeah. Uh, because she was grabbing her the back of her head. What the hell? So then as they're doing this little uh, hardcore makeout sesh, that's when Alex decides she's going to shove this fucking crowbar through her like her upper chest shoulder area through her back. Yeah. And now Marie's just like, <sighs> and then she says, nothing will come between us. Never, ever again. You know, she keeps chanting yeah. that again. Right. And then we flash back. We're back at the hospital. We see that that, that was definitely her. She's handcuffed to the bed and she's saying, I don't want anything to come between us anymore. And then we see Alex. Alex is in the hospital. And she's looking over at her through this. And it's clear that she's been there for a while because a lot of the scars on her face have healed, right? They're getting there. And Alex is standing there. And I think at one point they say, like, she can't see me, can she? Yeah. Two-way mirror, right? Two-way mirror. And then Alex looks through her, through the window at her and then reaches towards her. Yeah, really just like ah, arms just shooting. Yeah. Like, yeah, when she's like chained, zombie. And she's like chained to the bed. And then we cut. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. We made it. Credits roll. That's where the credits roll. How did we do? I think we did good. You know, we got through the whole thing. I got uh, some other notes here that we could talk about. Yeah, let's hear some more notes because I'm interested to hear some more stuff about this movie because it's fucking bananas. Okay, we can start with this. So the the film is associated with uh, the New French Extremity, which is a, a movement consisting of a collection of transgressive films by French directors at the turn of the 21st century. Okay. Uh, so these films are heavily influenced by exploitation films, European art house cinema and American horror films. Oh, uh, which I think that's really, you know, yeah, those are the ingredients to make high tension. You know, it's like, uh, it's got, you know, American slasher. Oh no, my, my camera of, died. Oh, do you want to Should I 
grab a battery yeah let's uh let's just swap the batteries right. on both of them real quick and we keep going okay and we're still recording audio it hell yeah dude all right sweet so uh yeah the film is associated with the new french extremity uh films are heavily influenced by exploitation films uh european art house cinema and american horror films yeah uh the term was coined by art form critic james quant james quant it's meant to be pejorative he was talking shit when he came up with the new french extremity he was yeah but it didn't work because a lot of them ended up being critically acclaimed shit he called it a uh, a cinema suddenly determined to break every taboo to wade in rivers of viscera and spumes of sperm. Spumes? Spumes. Never heard that word. I never did either. I like it. To fill each frame with... I'm going to spume. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. You don't want to spume in your pants. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's right. I think my grandma might listen to this. I think she'll really enjoy this part. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine too. To wade in rivers of viscera and spumes of perm, a sperm, to fill each frame with flesh, nubile or gnarled, and to subject it to all manner of penetration, mutilation, and defilement. Tight. Um, some other notable examples of the New French Extremity include Martyrs, which we could watch, which is maybe top three most fucked up movies I've ever seen. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, up there, pretty close with Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, God damn it. Um, Fuck that movie. Another interesting note is some viewers noticed uh, similarities between the film and Dean Koontz's novel Intensity, which uh, Alexander Aja uh, acknowledged. Old Dean Koontz. Yeah. Uh, and people asked, you know, Dean Koontz, like, hey, you're going to... You know, sue these guys for, you know, making an unauthorized movie based on your novel. And he said uh, he would not sue because he found the film so puerile, so disgusting and so intellectually bankrupt that he didn't want the association with it that would inevitably come if he pursued an action against the filmmaker for this movie. Yeah. God damn. Which, uh, you know, my response to that is like, what a fucking nerd. Right. Yeah. You know? Fuck you, Dean Koontz. Yeah. Wait, what did Dean Koontz do again? Did he do uh I don't want to say the wrong book name because then I'll be I'll feel like an idiot. There's a lot of thrillers. He's kind of like the Okay, then we'll, we'll the lame f- version of Stephen King. All right, cool. We'll forget that I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to give Dean Koontz any shout no, outs here. No. I doubt he'll ever hear this. Yeah, suck at Dean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, so several scenes had to be cut short to avoid an NC-17 rating. Uh, including Alex's father's headless body spraying blood after he's graphically decapitated with a bookcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Alex's mother's neck spurting blood after her throat is slashed. Yeah, brutal. A lot of blood spurting. Yeah, a lot of blood spurting. Uh, Close-up shots of Jimmy the gas station clerk with an axe sticking in his chest. Brutal. Marie smacking the killer in the face with a barbed wire pole was shortened. Yeah, mama. And fewer the killer's wounds were shown in detail. Yeah. And the uh, the driver's disembowelment with the concrete saw was shortened. Yeah, it was shortened. <laughs> All these things were shortened? Yeah. See, the only thing that I was like, this could be longer, and not because I wanted it to be longer, but her beating the guy's face was I was like, it would make sense for that to be longer because she's, we think she's been through all of this horrific thing. And then she's just like, I'm going to keep going to me. I'm like, I would, if I would keep going. Right. Yeah. I think the the version I watched, she goes for a while. (laughs) So I watched the unrated (laughs) cut. Oh man. Uh, You know, you can borrow that one. If you're watching. Uh, Interesting note. The filmmakers asked the production company Europa, if it was possible to cut the head off of the female figure in their opening logo. <laughs> so the other uh, open their logo, the Europa logo is like 
this like dolphin that like turns into a lady, I think. And they were like, can we cut the head off of that? Just for this film? Yeah, because they thought it'd be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, they said no. And Aja said, yeah, it's a shame because it could be very funny to have her head her head fall in the water and put blood everywhere. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you're you're not getting it. Yeah. So it's the same image, but without the head. Yeah. And there's blood they all over the off. place. No, no, are you guys not hearing me? <laughs> <laughs> How funny would this be if we did this with your logo? What if we added more blood? What if we add like a piece of her spine sticking out? We're concerned people are gonna say this movie was it went soft. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> Oh, wow. Here's another one. They they originally planned to show the boy's death via his brains launched toward the camera after being shot in the back of the head. Jesus Christ. But ultimately decided, quote, nah, it was a little, <laughs> it's a little bit too much. Yeah, that's her, that was her quote. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little bit. I mean, come on, folks. Yeah. Right. You know, we got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. We got to draw the line. We already killed Hendrix the dog. Although it would have, that would have been so ridiculous. I think it would have like, you know, some of this stuff, it just would have been like, it would have been funny, which kind of would have made sense if you know, uh, Aja's later work or, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know it. Uh, well he made Piranha 3D. Oh, okay. All which right. Which is uh, <laughs> a, a movie I definitely want to do cause I love it. Yeah. No, I'd love to see it. Uh, it's great. Uh, oh, the gas station attendant uh, was played by an American friend of theirs named Frank Calfoon. Hey, Cal. Who, uh, he later went on to direct uh, his own movies, including P2 and the remake of Maniac. Oh, right on. Uh, Maniac is a great one, too. You can watch that. That's a very, uh, that's another very disturbing, similar kind of vein of a movie. Wait, who's in that? Have I seen that? I might have seen that. Maniac? Uh, the remake is Elijah Wood. Oh, okay, never mind. And let's see, I just have a, oh, one other uh, note, because this movie deals with a lot of stuff with like uh, gender and sexuality, even though they don't, uh, it's not overt, but like the whole thing of yes, the right. between the, yes. the two girls, right. is like one is in love with the other. And ultimately it's like, you know, about unrequited love, but yes. uh, yeah. So here I have it's a, also about how, um, if you're a lesbian, uh, you're a, a murderous truck driver on the inside. Yeah. Is that, uh, <laughs> That's the I message I took like away. That, that message is a little problematic, I think. It's a little know. murky. I'm just saying that in the movie, that's kind of what they're saying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they would stand by that. But, you know, it's, that's open to interpretation to some degree. Yeah, so. there's a lot of... De- art is, um, you know, subjective. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of serious, more serious note here. And this comes from Logan Ann Taylor of Split Tooth Media. Uh, we see a conversation in which Marie jealously critiques Alex's promiscuous sex life with men while Alex waxes on about her lovers and her appreciation of the male body. Irritated by the conversation, Marie goes outside for a cigarette and witnesses Alex in the shower through an upstairs window. In this moment, something shifts. She suddenly disappears from her smoking perch, and we next uh, we next see her in her room, putting on headphones and proceeding to masturbate. We remember. Yeah, we've been through all this. Uh, I should note she's listening to a song that reads the lyric, Just Another Girl, That's What You Are, uh, reminding her of her perceived lack because she can't be the gender Alex desires. Oh. Once she begins to masturbate, the serial killer arrives. On first viewing, this moment only functions to show that Marie is distracted and can't hear the killer right away. On a second viewing, that becomes the linchpin in the reality shift. Marie's masturbatory fantasy comes to life. Whoa, interesting. A little bit of like film school type analysis there, you know? Yeah. Here's one question I did want to bring up, Joe. Yeah, what you got? Who are the other ladies? You Which know? Other? Well, I want to know. 
because the truck driver is introduced earlier, right? Okay, so if we're if we're taking that note, right? If that that's when the tonal shift happens, that's when like the, the duality happens. Yeah. But what about the guy when we saw him earlier f- having sex with a head, Joe? Well, you know, we can. Uh, I think there's different ways of interpreting that. Yeah. I think it's kind of a Tyler Durden type situation, you know, where like a lot of this just exists sort of in uh, its own world in Marie's head, right? You know. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Very Fight Club-esque with that turn with her and the truck driver. Yeah, she's got a real disturbed kind of psychosexual being inside of her. I don't know. It's maybe another example of uh, horror movies getting the wrong take on gender dysphoria. Right. I think there's a lot of unfair criticism laid toward these movies that they're like all misogynist and uh, just like uh, bad and problematic and you know don't have any artistic merit but i say we'll say they are guilty of uh portraying like uh trans people and people with gender dysphoria and things like that right as like uh serial killer types basically which is about the polar opposite of what they are in reality right in most cases totally and so do you think you get that from this movie though you feel like it's the lesbian who's the killer and she's maybe it's a little bit over analyzing sure what this movie's supposed to be honestly because i mean uh you know maybe i don't know what you know i i haven't been recording mine no really yeah oh shit <laughs> i'm sorry uh, you want to redo it or you can just <laughs> <laughs> no let's not we'll just <laughs> fuck Hey, you know, it's all part of the learning process. It's we, all part of the learning you know, process. We got, I think, so worst thing that happened here, Joe, is that everyone's just going to be watching you. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, maybe I'll cut myself in just like dancing around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Should we just get some, uh, should we just get some, re- uh, some reaction shots? Yeah. Yeah. That's what some... we'll do. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're trying to be professionals about this, but you know, we're also new to it. So yeah. These things happen. Son of a bitch. All right. That's okay. We got most of it. You yep. know, we got at least like an hour. We got about 50 minutes or so, or at least like an hour. Yeah. Did we ever mention the name of the podcast, by the way? That's the only horror movie podcast, folks. Yeah. I can throw it in at the beginning. You yeah. know, thanks for listening to the only horror movie podcast. Yeah, folks. Your only option when it comes to horror movie podcasts. Yep. You're welcome that we're the only one. Don't even bother looking for other ones. We keep telling people to start their own, but they're like, nah. Yeah. Why so, would we do that? Um, this has been fun, guys. Uh, <laughs> fucking the camera. Uh, we had a great time. Hope you guys enjoy uh, high tension <laughs> and, as uh, much as we did. We we uh we love you, right? Do we? No. Okay. All right, guys. Bye. <laughs>